Good morning. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I want to start off this homily talking about a woman named Angela Cavallo. This happened in 1982 in this little town in Georgia. She walks out of his ho- her house one day and she sees her son in the driveway with his star on top of him. He was unconscious. So apparently her son, whose name was Tony, was working in his star. He was trying to fix it. And the jack fell and the car collapsed on top of him. What does Angel like to do? She runs up to the car, mustering up enough strength to lift up the car herself. This phenomenon is called hysterical strength, and it is defined as an event that occurs when a person faces extreme distress, such as the threat of a peril. The reason why I'm sharing the story is to show you a mother's heart. I don't know if you ever met a mom who had a sick child, or maybe her child was going through something. There will not be a stone unturned. She will do whatever is humanly possible to help her little baby. That's where the Canaanite woman finds herself today. My daughter is severely possessed, and she has nowhere else to go. Because the last place she would have went is to Jesus, to a Jew. Just to put things into perspective, the Canaanites were descendants of Canaan, right? Grandson of Noah. They were wicked, idolatrous people. That's what the Bible says. And they did not, they were uh, Israel's oldest enemy. So when God gave Israel the promised land, the Canaanites is who they're supposed to defeat in order to get that land back. Eternal enemy with the Israelites were the Canaanites. But this mother is desperate. She has nowhere else to go. And something beautiful comes out of that desperation, right? She goes to Jesus. And what does the first thing Jesus do? He doesn't even answer her. That's the first obstacle she faces. And his disciples are like, Jesus, take her away, man. She's bothering us. Like, she's too much. But that's not what Jesus does, right? What does he say to her? He is, not, he is here for the children of Israel. He's not here for the Canaanite. Not yet. Not yet. So that's the second obstacle that this mom faces. But her child is sick. She can't go away. What does she say? Lord... Help me. It's kind of interesting that she would say Lord. A Canaanite, a pagan, recognizing the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And when Jesus Christ asked them, who do you say I am? You know, some people say you're John the Baptist. Some people say you're Elijah. They're trying to figure out who this Jesus guy is. But a pagan woman recognizes the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And then Jesus says, it is not fair to take your children's bread and throw it to the dogs. I don't know about you, but at that point, I would have just walked away. Three strikes, and I would have been out. He doesn't want to help me. But that's not what she does. She's thinking of her little baby, right? Even the gods eat the crumbs of their master's table. What a response, right? What a response on faith. And what did Jesus say? What great faith that you have. He says this again to the centurion who says, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter the roof of my house, but only say the word and my servant shall be healed. Jesus, remember, what does he say there? Not even in Israel have I seen such faith. Two times he talks about people's faith comes from pagans. 
But what does he say to his disciples? Oh, you of little faith. Just because we're close to Jesus, just because we walk with him, does not necessarily mean we have faith. So what can we learn from this story? What can we learn from this Canaanite woman? I propose three things, right? Number one, what do we do when God is silent? When God, when it seems like he's not listening to our prayers. Number two, how do we persevere, keep pushing through the silence, or maybe even when God says no? And number three, faith and determination. Do we trust what the word of God tell us, tells us? So number one, when God is silent, just because God is silent does not mean that he's not listening to our prayers. You know, a lot of times God is just teaching us to be patient with him. He's teaching us to learn how to be still and trust that he is our God. You know, when we go to pray, are we expecting just things to happen just like that? You know, we go to Jesus, we give him our list, and we expect things to just happen? Because that's what we do, right? But rather, he teaches us how to be present with him. St. Teresa of Avila defines prayer in this way. Prayer is when we raise our minds and hearts to God. She calls prayer an exercise of love. So it's not just about going to Jesus and giving him a list of things that we want from him. Imagine this. Imagine your friend calls you. He's like, let's have lunch. We go to lunch. He sits down. He's like, hey, how you doing? I just want to let you know that I love you. Here's what I need done. I need A, B, C. I need you to help me with this, that, and the other. Okay, yalla, bye. He gets up and he leaves. You're probably never going to talk to that guy again. But this is what we go to Jesus. We go, we sit down. Jesus, I need A, B, and C. I need help with this, that, and the other. Okay, yalla, bye. And we walk out. Can we sit in silence? Can we stand with him for the sake of just being with him? Number two, how do we persevere through the silence when Jesus does not answer our prayers? Again, even though we may feel that God is not listening, we need to understand how God actually answers our prayers. And he does this in three ways, and I'm sure a lot of us have heard it. He says, yes, no, or I have something better for you, right? A lot of times God just gives us what we want. We go to God, we ask him for something, and he gives it to us because he's a good father, right? Matthew 7 says, if you who are wicked know how to give good things to your children, how much more will your heavenly father do for those who ask? I'm sure we all have a story or two when we went to God, asked for something, and God just says, yes, here you go, Habibi, I love you. Let it be done to you as you will. But sometimes he says no, and he has to say no. Just, I mean, there's a lot of fathers here, and a lot of times you have to say no to your kids, right? Like if your child wants to just eat ice cream for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, wants to play PlayStation all day, that's probably not something you would want him to do. He probably thinks it's good for him. He's going to have a lot of fun. Like ice cream and some Call of Duty probably sound like a lot of fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But it's not good for us. And that's what God does. He knows what we need, not exactly what we want. And he does that for our own good. Another reason why God doesn't answer our prayers is because of what we're asking. We are asking for the wrong things. James 4.3 says, you ask but you do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passion. So if you want to lie, steal, or hurt someone, if we're just looking for worldly things, right, we want power, we want more stuff, that's probably not a prayer that God is going to answer. You know, there is a meme that says, you know, I asked God for a bike, 
but I know that's not how God works. So I stole a bike and asked God for forgiveness. You know? We try to manipulate God. We try to, like, okay, this is how God works. Maybe I can do this. or It's not going to work. It's not going to work. He gives us what we need, not always what we want. One final reason of why God doesn't answer our prayers is because we ask for an easy way out. You know, we ask God, give me more patience. And we expect God to just fix us. Like it's therapy, right? Not even therapy, because therapy you actually have to do work. But we just want God to just fix us, right? Like download new software and we're good to go. But that's not how it works. When we ask God for patience, what he does is he brings people into your life that you may necessarily not like in order for you to grow in the virtue of patience. But what do we do? Oh, I can't believe you sent me this person, God. We complain about it rather than take it as a blessing and grow in that virtue. Number three, the third thing we can learn from the Samaritan woman. Faith and determination, do we trust what the word tells us? You know, God says, ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door will be open for you. You know, God is for us. He's not against us. A lot of times we, we ask for something and we don't get it our way and we're just, man, we turn our back on God as if he doesn't love us, as if he didn't carry that cross for us, right? But do we have enough faith to go to him to expect miracles? Do we expect God to do what he promised to do? You know, if there's somebody in your life that you don't trust, if there's somebody in your life that you know that doesn't like you, if you need help, you're probably not going to go to that guy, right? You're not going to go to him because you know he's not going to help you out. Do we treat God the same way? Like when we go to him, do we just go to pray because we think, oh, you know, this is what my mom told me. If I pray, maybe this will happen. Or do we go to God and expect that he actually can perform miracles, that he can come into our lives and help us? Do we have enough faith to wait? Do we have enough faith to wait on God to answer our prayers? Or do we want things done right away? You know, sometimes God does take his time. And it's for our own good. One of the greatest saints in our tradition is St. Augustine. Right? St. Augustine of Hippo was not a very good Christian. He was a pagan, right? He was a pagan for most of his life. He had a kid out of wedlock. He loved to sin. He, he, he gave in to the passions. Even when he came back to the church, his prayer was, Lord, make me chase Tomorrow, because today I don't want to change. But St. Augustine had a saint of a mother, right? Literally a saint, because she's canonized, St. Monica. And St. Monica prayed for 17 years for, for her son to convert. 17 years going to God, pleading, begging, praying, Lord, please help my son. She could have easily given up. Like her son used to love debating Christians because he loved to make fun of them. He didn't think much of them. He moved to Milan for a high position in the court. He had a kid out of well luck. At any of those points, her, his mom could have gave up, but she didn't. For 17 years, she kept praying because she had faith and determination and never wavered that God would eventually hear her prayer. There is a power to a mother's prayer. And there is one mother whose prayer are always heard. And that is Our Lady, Mama Mary, right? 
surest, quickest way to go to Jesus is through the Virgin Mary. My challenge for you, my brothers and sisters, is to persevere through prayer, to not be lazy. And the one way to do that is through the rosary. I don't know if you guys know this, but October is the month of rosary. We have, what, like two, more, two weeks left in October? And that's my challenge for you, to pray a rosary every day for the rest of the month. Maybe pray with your family. You know, say, Mother Teresa would always say, a family that prays together stays together. Get your family together. Pray a rosary. And I know some of you may say, it's hard. You know, it's like, hell, 15 minutes. You want me to sit down for 15 minutes to pray? I tell you what, if somebody was to offer you to sit in a chair every day for 15 minutes and give you $200, you will find 15 minutes to sit in that chair quietly every day. That's a bet I'm willing to take to the bank. Every single one of us here would do it. You know, some people would say, do it on your way to work, do it in a car. Or you know what, pray a decade, a day, and then in a week you'll play a whole rosary. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do either. Don't pray in your car if you can. Pray the whole rosary. I'm only telling you this because I love you. And I know the power of the rosary. Rosary can change your life. Almost every single Marian apparition, when Our Lady comes, she always says, pray your rosary daily. So sit down, look up how to pray it the right way, meditate, pray your rosary through the hands of Our Lady, and trust that God is listening to your prayers. Amen.